Blog Talk Radio. about today. Thanks for joining me uh, on another fantastic episode of Rickhouse Fantasy Radio. Um, just real quick, part of the IFM Nation, if you want to, uh, you can't call in at the 515-605-9898. Feel free to reach us on Instagram at Brickhouse underscore fantasy underscore radio. Uh, We'll take your questions. We're happy to take roster suggestions, game picks. Uh, we're just gamblers here, so we're, uh, we're we're excited. We're excited to 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 get this rolling. Happy Halloween! Uh, it's not going to be exactly a spooky show or anything, but happy Halloween! Spooky! spooky. <laughs> I mean, your voice is kind of spooky. Yeah, I know. I got that a couple of times. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um I got some fun stuff today. I know um we discussed last night it's been a little difficult discussing some games of the week, but uh I just I did have some like just fun numbers that I wanted to go over. Nothing uh, nothing too fancy, but uh I was looking at some of the NFL stats <laughs> So far, this okay, season. okay, all right. Okay, so take that for data. Yeah, data. I'm gonna throw some data up in your face. Up in your face. In your face, sucker. All right. So, um, attempts, passing attempts. Who do you think the top three are? Just throw it out quick. Doesn't you don't have to be right. Just just guess. Top three and pass attempts. Top three in pass attempts. Yes. I, oh, my God. I have no idea. Give it to me. Tom Brady, number one, with 303 pass attempts. Patrick Mahomes, 277. Jared Goff, 274. And Derek Carr at 266. I thought it was a fun stat. I don't know why. I just I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, we started off this uh, Brick House fantasy season uh, with – Trevor Lawrence, 51 pass attempts, right? It's it's cool to see to see what this is right now. I mean, uh, Brady's Brady's crushing it. Brady's absolutely crushing it. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was just kind of a fun, kind of a fun one uh, for <coughs> passing yards. Kyler Murray's got Brady beat. 
Uh, but it's Tyler okay. Murray, Tom Brady, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, and then Pat Mahomes. Uh, followed by Joe Burrow, and then Lamar Jackson actually has more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers. Fun fact. Fun fact. Okay. Okay. I like this. And I, I, think, I think it's it's interesting, like, a lot of the passing yard leaders aren't the same as the passing attempts leaders, right? Like, Yes. Yeah. yeah. Me too. That's what was fun about it. I was just looking. I was like, you know, I want to find some fun stats, see what's going oh, yeah. on. Because this is that, like, this is that, like, third of the way through. Well, I mean, a little bit more than that. But, you know, we're, we're, we're cranking. We've got enough data to see who's really clicking and who's not. So I find it interesting to see Tom Brady <laughs> at the top of the list in past attempts. Dominating. Um, touchdowns. Um, just really quick on the passing area. Tom Brady with 21 touchdowns. Matt Stafford, your boy, at 19. Okay. And then Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tyler Murray, Joe Burrow. I mean, similar names at the top, but it's just, yeah, I think some of these names weren't going to be expected to be at this level at this point in the season. No, no, like I wouldn't have thought Brady would be dominating passing like this. Like the yeah. we went through the playoffs, running it every time. Like yeah. Are you in the line? I am. Yeah. Thank you. Jeez, people, man, they don't know about social distancing. Tell them, tell them out there in the in the radio universe, people. Social distancing is a thing, and you should all care. That's your public service announcement. From there, you go. there you go. So what's going on, man? You uh, did you set any? I know we we got the Fanduel and, and DraftKings stuff set up. Uh, have you set any DFS lineups? No, I don't. I didn't do any daily stuff this week. Not what? Not doing it. Yeah, you know, you just don't know what to do. I understand. I understand. Uh, I did set. I did set one, uh, but it was more of a shot in the dark kind of <laughs> playing with the budget, if you will. Um, I had a couple of guys that I really liked, and then trying to find those price points from the DFS standpoint was a little bit tough. So I kind of had to reach a little bit. Uh, I was trying to go for something a little bit different. Uh, I set up uh, Matt Stafford at the $7,600 point. Um, Herbert with Chicago. Javante Williams, Small Agnew, Chris Godwin. Uh, I think I like Godwin this week the most out of the Bucks receiving core. Just because of a possible Lattimore shadow with Evans, and historically he's just had a bad game. I think Brady wants to give a lot of love to Evans, but uh, I think this week against New Orleans, bad matchup. I I I don't like it. I don't. I I would just. It's not like you're going to not start Mike Evans, but you have to at least taper expectations. If he has a great game, then sweet, I'm wrong. I'd, I'd love to be wrong in that sense. But 
I think you should, you know, 17 to 20 points. If Evans got you 9 to 12, you should be very happy. So, my two cents on that one. Uh, so, rolling with Godwin in the DFS, Cooper Cup, Noah Fant, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, and the Jags defense. Not that I'm thinking they're actually going to stop much, but maybe some 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 flash plays, maybe a little bit of a uh, you know just a turnover for for a little bit of yardage or something like that with Geno Smith under center in Seattle. Yeah, no, so, I think that's a good fantasy play, like a good DFS play. You're going at Seattle. Come on, you got a chance. Yeah, and it's just a cheap defense, you know, trying to get some other guys like Cooper <laughs> Cup is at nine thousand. So it's a little bit tough, a little bit tough. I know. I noticed a lot of the, like the publications I was reading throughout the week and whatnot. You know, the the, the daily recommendations for Sunday were uh, heavily centered on this uh, Bills Dolphins business. Like, get Josh Allen, stack him up with as many Buffalo targets as you can afford with Josh Allen. Kind of like I saw several people set it up Second. that way. Yeah, like yeah. like specifically Buffalo on Miami. Like let's let's go kill the Dolphins this week is, is what I noticed going on out there in the world. And it's funny two of us had his best three games of the season this last three weeks. So uh I'm hoping that there's at least some point I mean I'm playing Bill's defense, so I, let's take it easy here, you know, keep it keep that in mind. But um I'm still hoping to see the Dolphins score some points. I, I don't, they're not going to beat the Bills, but it would be nice to see them score some points. I'm not I'm not betting on Gaskin or anything, but uh, Tua has definitely had at least a few points each of the last three weeks, so you've got to give him a little bit of credit there. Um, so this is our seventh episode of the Brickhouse Fantasy Radio, man. I'm very excited about this. Um if anybody wants to listen to the show, you can find us on this blog talk radio. But uh, after the show, you can find us on iHeartRadio. Uh, if you search IFM Radio Nation, our episodes will pop up. And you can also find us on the Apple and Google Podcasts as well. Uh, and my man, DC, I'm Kamish. Uh, we want to go over some, some more exciting fantasy stuff. I have some, I have some other... Random fun facts of the day while well, you're getting uh, yourself set up. I have, yeah. uh, I have, I have a little bit more. Not gonna lie, I had. I want to hear it. Like I, I'm, I'm into the data. That's that's kind of what usually draws my attention when I study for these things. So go ahead. So I brought up some of the quarterback stats, attempts, and, and whatnot. Um, rushing yeah. yards. Get into the running backs for a couple of minutes here. In this order is the rushing yard leaders, okay? And I, I think everybody knows number one. I think that's kind of an easy click as Derrick Henry has got 869 rushing yards already through eight games. So next on the list, Jonathan Taylor with 579. So that's a 300-yard 300, a difference. Uh, Jonathan Taylor at number two, Joe Mixon at number three. Okay. Then Nick Chubb at five twenty-three. Uh, followed by Zeke Elliott 
521. And with 480 rushing yards, uh, number six on the list is Lamar Jackson. Woo! Got to throw that. Got to throw that out there. Um, he's got he's got 17 more friggin' rushing yards than my guy Aaron Jones. Rough, dude. Rough. Uh, James Robinson, yeah. Damian Harris, Chase Edmonds. And then Alvin Kamara. That's the list for the rushing yard leaders at the moment. Uh, I, I thought some of those names uh, fit. I mean, I wasn't surprised to see Lamar Jackson up there, Zeke, Chubb, Henry. Uh, I didn't think Joe Mixon had as many yards. I mean, I know he's had productive games. Uh, it's, I think it's been a little bit more under the radar, but he's still uh, up there on the list at number three. I was a little surprising while I was looking at some of the numbers, but um, the other one I was just the 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 I've got attempts touchdowns. Um, Derrick Henry has 191 attempts already. At what Sheesh. point in the season are you nervous about this guy, man? We're not even halfway through the season. He's got two hundred, almost 200 attempts. By today, he'll hit 200 at nine halfway through the season. So that's 400. This is just rushing attempts, and this is the first year, really, he's been involved in the passing game as well. I don't have those numbers in front of me at the moment, but damn. I mean, no, really, he's, he, he, 400 he, I, I was is what he's on pace for, and, 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 I, and the I, passing game is up. Come on, Derek. I was afraid of him before, before, before the draft. I'm like, oh, no, this guy's been putting the work in. I don't know, man. But maybe it's like modern medicine and and uh, things like this. Yeah, yeah athletic athletic training athletic training routines have, have have improved. I don't know, man. I but ugh. norm normally three seventy is the number. It's called the curse of three seventy. Once a guy gets three hundred seventy carries in a season, the next year and forever after he sucks. But. Maybe not anymore. Well, well, last year, last year was three seventy, and forever after he sucks cannot apply. And I honestly, even if he right, stops right, 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 now, right, even if he, even if he's done for the season today, the guy is still better than seventy percent of the running backs in the league with only half a no, season played. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, what's he at? What, 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 what's his yardage total? What's the number at? Uh, he's he's he's, he's got to be like right around a thousand. If he's at eight hundred. 800 yards. Yeah. Uh, over eight, he's over 800 back. yards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if he stops yeah. today, he had a good season. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Yep. It's, yeah. uh, it's impressive. Uh, I, a lot of people, I think, were expecting that to slow down. Like you, you know, it's like, all right, just too many touches, too many hits. But the guy's built like an animal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean,. Maybe it really is like a, like a product of 2021, modern times, like athletic training routines, uh, medical discoveries. I, I that maybe it could be, it could be. Come on. Uh, his stats have just been fantastic. It, it's been fun to look at. It's been fun to watch each week. Um, if you're not rostering him, that's fine. Jump into Daily Fantasy, and you can then roster him. You know, if you're like, man, I want to root for this guy, but I don't have him on my team, put him on your team. Get it. Get it. <laughs> the, it's, the time is not running out. You're 
very, very welcome to uh, to, to to place him and pay that money on the DFS lineup. But uh, please do because it, it, it's almost natural. Yeah, and it, it'll be a problem for me around the day, but man. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I've been looking at, at Henry, like, in terms of DFS every week. Like, yeah, you're going to – to me, the way you do DFS is you identify the people you need to have. Usually they'll cost a lot. You pay for them, mm-hmm. and then you see what you can afford afterwards. Right. Paying for Henry seems like a great way to start off your fantasy lineup. <laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, just pay, pay the cost. Just do it. Pay up. Pay yeah, up. Pay up. Pay up. One of those where it's just like it's not a not a question anymore. You know, you just you got to do it until he says until he proves otherwise. You got to do it. Um, some other some other facts went through some of the receivers. Um, receptions right now. Cooper Cup. Already has 56 receptions. Um, Brandon! He's had a couple... Yeah. <laughs> Bad trade, bro. Bad trade. Uh, 56. 52 for Tyreek Hill. 52 for Devontae Adams. So both similar there. Uh, the next, The next few were a little surprising to me. DJ Moore has 46 receptions. Uh, well, not surprising here. Travis Kelsey with 45. Brandon Cooks also with 45 receptions. And Jalen Waddle with 44. Uh, and then shortly after, Zach Ertz with 43. I mean, for a guy who almost didn't feel like he was being targeted in Philadelphia to – but he was, but it just didn't feel like he was. Uh, he's still up there, man. Still up there in, in catches, and it's very promising. I think even going forward, I know Arizona's played already, but uh, hopefully Zacherts can get involved in that pass attack. I just thought some of those things. I wasn't expecting the DJ Moore uh, with the 46. Uh, passing yards, just to let you know, through week eight, Cooper Cup has 809 passing yards with nine touchdowns. Jamar Chase has 754 yards with six touchdowns. Uh, So really a a close second there with Chase. Super proud of that young guy. Yeah, I have a confession. Tell me. I don't give a shit about Zachary Quinn Cardinals. I think it's one of the worst places he could have been sent. I know this isn't a popular opinion. Everyone loves the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, I don't know, maybe people think he's cute or something. I don't know. But I I don't love it. As a matter of fact, I actually dislike it. They don't use tight ends. Like, has anyone watched the Cardinals game or looked at the numbers of, of what formation groups they utilize? Like, gee whiz. Everything is four and five wide receivers. Like, the running backs are lucky to get on the field. Tight ends? Get out of here. No. It, 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 I don't – no. I don't understand right, so what I, I have. A, I have a little bit of an argument, like, for and against, like, agreeing and disagreeing, okay? Okay, go on. 
All right. So Zach Ertz gets traded to the Cardinals and scores a touchdown first game in. Yeah. Okay. Here's yeah. my four. Here's my touchdown of his Hall of Fame career, by the way. Okay. All right. Well, that, hey, listen, listen. You 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 brought up a strong opinion on why you yeah. don't like Zach Ertz the Cardinals. Yeah. So I, I got a yeah. quick four and against. So four touchdown. Yes. Uh, yeah, you cannot you cannot anticipate or or predict chemistry between players. Okay, no. So nope. Uh, Hopkins Hopkins is obviously the dominant physical beast that is going to be uh, the number one target. But hamstring the hammy, Hamtober here a uh, lot of hamstring injuries. He's not in. So there's Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, AJ Green, Zachary. That's that's kind of the setup. Yeah. After and, watching and apparently the game went, and that and that AJ Green play at the end where he did not turn his head, I kind of feel like there's going to be a little bit of dip in that chemistry mojo uh, vibes going on. I don't know if he's going to brush it off as quick as. Somebody else, because that cost him the game. He got hurt right after, right around that too. Uh, yeah, he's got like guys like gonna sting a little bit. That one's gonna sting yeah, a little bit. I hear you. So I hear you. So there's my four. There's my four. That's it. Hopkins is out. Mm-hmm. He's already scored a touchdown. Next week, I think will be the tell. If if he only ends up with two targets, one catch for 12 yards, and no touchdown, then yes, this is where I slide into your viewpoint. Is they haven't utilized the position. So I get that, but it's Cardinals. It's other than this week's Thursday game, uh, they have been a very high-powered offense. There's been a lot of yards to go around. Guys ranking kind of lower on the positional board are still putting up fantasy points because Kyler Murray is not just a slouch. He had a bad game, and not just like a little bit of a bad game. He had a miserable – I don't know if it is, but I'm pretty sure it's close to his worst career game. Unless he got injured it, it like might, one or something like else. But I'm pretty sure that's points. I'm pretty sure it's close. Yeah. yeah. So so come yeah. on. We'll give the guy a bad week. Everybody's a lot of bad week. Come on, man. I'm sure. a lot of bad week. Sure. You're a lot of bad week. Why is Kyler sure. not a lot of bad week? So No, he's allowed. The the four, yes, touchdown, some injuries, the against Hopkins is going to come back, <laughs> and uh, his his target share will dip to yeah, about, you know, two or three targets per game, and uh, you just kind of hope if you're stuck because that's the thing is the tight end position is a tough one to fill when it relates to fantasy football. Dackert's knowing that he's you know a capable player on a team with a lot of air yards, it, it's supposed to be exciting or encouraging, but it's it is a it's a tough team. It's a tough team that he went to. So it I is. got a little bit a little bit of love for but but some against as well. So Yeah. Yeah, for for me it's uh, like snaps on the field. Let, let's see his snap count. Percentage. Snap count percentage. That's the tell. Is, sure. You know I I did think it was noteworthy that his first game with Kyler Murray he scored his longest touchdown in terms of yardage. Like He's been on the Eagles becoming a Hall of Famer this whole time. Never scored that long with a touchdown. Sure, sure. sure. That, like, 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 that, that means something. But, man, are they going to let him play? 
who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? It's the that's the mystery right there. <laughs> um, what else? What what about your roster this week? Is there? Are you hurting? You hurting a little bit? What are you What are you looking for? What are you What are you chasing right now? Uh, well, I'm trying to try to take advantage of the Miles Sanders injury and playing Boston Scott. Couldn't get my hands on Gamewell. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. Boston so, Scott. Michigan yeah. State. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's something. And uh, it, I got Eckler. Okay, but so, here's a fun. Here's a fun fact. Here's a fun fact mm-hmm. about Eckler. He still has the injury designator, but mm-hmm. he did just post online his fantasy football roster, his fantasy lineup for the week. Yeah, has him. In he it. is playing himself. Yes. Right. Right. So saw that. Uh, encouraging. Very encouraging. That doesn't happen quite. I feel like the teamers don't like when that stuff kind of happens because they want to leave it for the last minute, but. I thought that was fun and encouraging that if he's willing to play himself in the lineup, you might feel good about throwing him in anyways. Letting it happen. Yeah. Austin Eckler has that. He's, he's had like a decent history of playing himself in his fantasy lineup. I think when he missed time, like considerable time in the last couple of years, he played himself those weeks. And, and he said that it was his fault for being injured. And so he's gonna have to take the hit. <laughs> That's funny. But that was like, yeah, he's, he's, he's like a fun guy, doesn't he? Yeah, man, you gotta be. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey's like the opposite. He's like, I'm not playing myself, even though I am playing, just in case I get hurt. <laughs> man, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, the 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 Eckler injury is is a little crazy. I was I I've been nervous about Dak, Dak, um, because it's an eight o'clock game, and some of the pickings can get slim uh, with some of the matchups going on. So I've been a little bit nervous about that one. Fair enough. It's gotten me. Um, man, we got the. We got some good games this week, though. I'm not necessarily ones that I want to gamble on, but ones that I want to watch. Um, this New Orleans game, New Orleans Tampa, being here in the yeah, sunny, yeah, sunny New Florida. Orleans apparently is decent. You know, five four and two, right? Yeah. Yep. Definitely so, one of the games I'm interested in watching. Chargers game, that's another one I'm interested in okay. watching. Um, I want to Yeah, it's like, you know, games you're not interested in, like the Bengals-Jets. Like, no, I no. watch the highlight reel on that one later. Uh, yeah, well, of what? The grass growing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Titans-Colts, that's a game that I'm interested in. Jonathan Taylor uh, up against Derrick Henry. The the one and two. I think there could be a lot of rushing yards going on here. Um, and it's Wentz is actually yeah. you know it's, he's been not he's been yeah. on my my quote unquote hate list for a while here. But oh. um, the last few games Wentz. Oh, to start yeah. the season okay. he was not on my love list. 
No, but no, no. The last two nah. games, watching, watching back and looking at some of the highlights and stuff, he's, I feel like he's kind of catching a rhythm, feeling sharp. I don't know. The mojo is growing. I know, yeah, we know he can play. But yeah. whether he actually shows up to play, is, you know, in the injury <laughs> stuff, has been has been very different. Yeah. Ability yeah. is not there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. His own headspace opportunity has limited him. I don't, I don't know what it is, but the guy obviously can ball. Yeah, consistency is the last some weeks. Oh. But, yeah. but for the last three weeks, he's been showing up and performing really well. Uh Accurate passes, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think this is a fun game. I'm a little excited to to put on here at one. Um, Steelers, Browns, that's more of the defensive. Go ahead. I I think that that game is going to be a good game. Um, My expectation is that it's going to be like a D.C. kind of a game, maybe not so much a commissioner kind of game. Um, <laughs> explain, uh, explain that to our <laughs> listeners because there is a very, very different um, view as to a good game. Well, so go ahead. I mean, I am a sports degenerate. Like, I'll watch anything. If, if someone's keeping score and it's on my television, I'll take a peek at it. And, um, you know, just yeah, for competition. What's that golf score at, bro? What's that golf score at? Just, just, just for competition's sake, I'll give anything a chance. I, like okay. I'll I'll, okay. I'll watch the darts championships or like the spelling bee. I'll watch these things, and okay. as long as there's a score up. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. Go go uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll I just watch a lot of football, no matter what. Like before fantasy football came into my life twenty years ago, I was sitting on the couch every Sunday for twelve hours. Okay. Um, okay. The commissioner if it wasn't for fantasy football, wouldn't spend a lot of time watching the NFL. So, so for, for the commissioner, when we watch a football game, if both teams aren't over 25, he might call it a bad game, like just off of that. Might, 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 might. might there, yeah, I have might. watched lower-scoring games that are, that yeah. are good because of some splash plays. I do like the splash. I like, the, I, I like I mean, some fancy. And, and me – like, I'm in for three yards in a cloud of dust. Like, yeah, let's, sure. let's, all, let's, sure. let's, let's all just bang each other into a pile and see what the hell happens today. I'm good sure, with that. That's coming that's from, your, from your – see, and that's the thing is, like, we both played football, you know, in high school. And the lineman mentality versus the receiver or defensive back thing is you, you want to see a little bit of action. You know, as a receiver, you don't want to block all game. But as linemen yeah. – you want to block all game, you know? Well, I got one choice. I try to block, I get ran right. over. <laughs> <He's not laughs> block or no, die. I, <laughs> that's I, the easier my point is And even your uh, your your viewpoint about a good game, I mean, that really comes down to, like, even old school football mentality, you know? Yeah. I think – yeah, the NFL was rushing defensive, and over the last decade, it's turned into a little bit more passing, and you know, flashy kind of stuff. And I, I've just enjoyed it. So yes, um, you, you are correct. I do like, uh, you know, a higher scoring game, but yeah. I will give credit where credit is due. Okay, there's there's a difference between a low scoring game and a sloppy game with no points. 
And, yes, and that's I, where yes, exactly, that, a exactly. low-scoring game, I'm okay with uh, a sloppy game with no points. That To me, yeah, to me that sucks. But I, I, yeah, let's watch golf. Yeah, facts. Oh, and, and just, just so, for the record, for the public, I prefer darts over golf. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah, I think, okay. I think that's a Titans-Colts game. I expect it to be a good game. I'm, I'm thinking, like, we're, we're in the 16 to 13 range here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, going, I would – Going with the under. I going with the under. On that. I would look at the under on that. Yeah. I would. I don't know that that's, like, one of the top, top picks of the week, but it's it's something to look at. Like, if you're going to do, like, a seven-pick seven parlay or something, yeah. Yeah, the under on the Colts okay. game might be a decent play. Okay. Real quick, uh, I just want to shout out. There's been some people, man, that have been, been real supportive of the show from our Brickhouse Fantasy League. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, we've got got a few people just continuously listening in, participating. just want to shout out to those guys for listening and uh, for playing along because it's been a lot of fun. It's been what's made this journey through the fantasy football, like podcasts, radio stuff, a lot of fun. Uh, Champ keeps showing up. Both the goddess keeps showing up. Yeah. Uh, we got, Jamie's constantly listening. Uh, this week, too, um, you know, old buddy uh, Jay Savvy with the South Rages action has Savvy. been uh, very, very involved, man. Yeah, yeah. Jay Savvy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So it's just been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I know those guys from uh, Sports Talk DT have been listening and participating. Their show's on on Tuesdays at 8 uh, on this. Uh, search it, IFM Radio Nation on Blog Talk. Uh, those guys have been been huge and very supportive and helpful. So I just wanted to throw that out quick there. There's been some, some people that have been very supportive, man, and it, it's very yeah, much appreciated. It's, a, it's appreciated. It really is. It's appreciated. You know, we yeah, to have listeners like, okay, we're on something. We. We've never been on live air before, folks. This is it. This is like episode seven of Brickhouse Fantasy Radio, and this is our seventh try of live air. Like, so we're really surprised <laughs> here, and just just anyone listening is is encouraging for us. We're having fun. Absolutely, we're having fun. Absolutely, good times, man. I want to um, get into some picks of the week in just a second here because it is. After 1130, uh, I want to dive into this injury report for a minute so that we can throw out any yes, no, or maybes for the 1 o'clock games. Uh, but where we got this? Last game, you talked about stacking the Bills up against the Dolphins. Okay. Yeah, who is it that you really want to stack before we get into this injury? Like, like who are you actually going to move someone off of your roster for? Like, like okay, so you're playing Diggs, you're playing Allen, somebody, you know, you're, you're playing Zach Moss, possibly a Singletary as well, but outside of those names, 
Who I mean, is it that I, you're I, interested I, in? I don't think I don't think I would do Moss or Singletary. I I don't know what to do with them. Um. Yeah, those are those I, are those are tough ones. But but and, and even you, even think about it, you're in running back situation. Even, you're a little tight. Most likely, Zach Moss is in somebody's lineup. So. Well, no, I, I was speaking for DFS. So for DFS, like the the first person I would buy this week would probably not be Henry for once. It would be Josh Allen, and okay. then, then and then I, I would go budget on tight end and put Sweeney in there, and I would I would I would buy Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, okay, and I would do all this before paying for Diggs. Because because of his price point, I would try to see if I can find another receiver that I like a lot that isn't quite that high on price. But I, the way I would do it, if I was going to try to follow the advice of what I've been reading, is I would start with Josh Allen, and then I would put Beasley, Sanders, and Sweeney. And then maybe pay for good speed. No, no Sweeney. I know. He's, he'll probably score like two touchdowns, but like. I can't, I can't get on the Sweeney train quite yet. Yeah, it's, I, I it's was a budget. excited about Knox, and, and it, that's that's tough to me, man. It, it, it's tough. just a budget thing. Like try trying to fit everything in with the with the DFS money that you get is kind of like okay. Well, if I can go cheap here, I'm stacking bills and it fits. All right, so let's let's get away from the DFS for for a second then. What about just the regular redraft style? Uh, are you still trying to stack any of the bills? Um, are you looking to, to if you have Cole Beasley on your bench, uh, are you playing, are you guaranteed to play Emmanuel Sanders? I'm playing Emmanuel Sanders. I'm benching, in, in Brickhouse, I have both Sanders and Beasley. Sanders in the lineup, Beasley's in the bench. And the people that are playing over Beasley are Keenan Allen and – Pittman. Okay. So I think that those are two pretty strong plays. Like, I'm not ready to bench either of them for Beasley. Yeah, that's where it gets tough is because the matchup against Miami feels like something you want to just start throwing Bill's players in. But it does get a little bit specific. Who are you benching? Right. That's where it gets real tough. Yeah. Real tough. Because yep. um, you're not putting down, you know, like, oh, should I play him over a ceiling or, you know, like, like there's just not a lot of guys that you want to put on to the bench. Like, you don't want to see that. You don't want to wake up tomorrow and go, damn, that guy's got 20 points on my bench because I decided to try to stack. Uh, it's, so it's tough. I feel like the Sanders yeah, is Yeah, yeah. Why play. did I play Cole Beasley instead of Keenan Allen, right? I don't want to ask myself that question. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, it's just it's an interesting matchup though because a lot of people are wanting to play, um, like a Beasley or a, like just a shotgun. You know, maybe it's a deep league and you're going to play like Davis. Yeah. Right. I mean, like something. You know, it's just it's tough. Yeah. Obviously, not a guy that you really want to start. You know, at that moment, but. With the matchup, it's still interesting. Yeah. Still I mean, if you're in some type of crazy, like, 16-team death league, then, right. yeah, Gabriel Davis would be an okay play this week. 
I would think, you know. Dependent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like like we always say, a lot of these questions are roster dependent, and a lot of times the players that you have available on your roster correlate with how many teams are in your league. Sure. Right. Right. I mean, sure. when we play in in our other league, you know, the goat league. Cole Beasley's not a play. Get out of here. No, no one even has no, Cole Beasley. No. no one cares. There's six of us in the league. Like, who who has Cole Beasley? No. Yeah, but, you know, things change when the context changes. Right. We also play the 12-team league, and that's all of a sudden you're like, well, you got to at least consider it. Not that exactly. you want to, but, you you know, and we have deep rosters as well. It's not just yep. – 12 teams, which would be a normal thing for people to go, all right, I'll consider it, you know, 12 teams with 20 roster spots. That's a, that's a different animal. You know, you're taking away a lot of the waiver wire stuff. You got guys stashed in positions. So depending on your format, that's something that you may have to at least question. That's all. That's all. You know, there's one thing, and you know me, I'm always the one, advocating for more roster spots in, in the league. There's one thing about the, sure. the one thing about the deep roster that gets tough. And that's when you got people, league members that don't like really manicure their ad drops on a weekly basis. If one of those people ends up a little unbalanced at a particular position, it can wreck things. Like if you end up with a guy that's rostering three defenses and doesn't do ad drops, that's hoarding. True, and that's that, and that, but that's a defensive play. That's something that I, I feel like uh, some of us haven't really kind of paid attention to in the last few years. Well, I guess actually have started to pay attention to in the last few years is how I'd like to say that. But initially, yeah, nobody really thought about that, and all of a sudden, maybe a here and there. But, uh, yeah, this is – at a certain point, is it become defensive? Like, I'm going to hold and hoard three or four tight ends, you know? Yeah, they're hurt, and I don't really need to keep them. Quarterbacks, you got four or five quarterbacks, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, it, that's part of the game, too, is playing a little bit of defensive action. So, uh, it, yeah. it's tough. I mean, there, there's that. There's there's defensive, and there's not paying attention to. So exactly. I mean, for me, two, I, I've, two, got, two I've got three tight ends. Somewhat overlap. Yep. In, in my my case, I got the three tight ends. And it's not really like I don't want you guys to have any of my tight ends. It's more like I feel like if I really pursued a trade. I'd be able to trade one of those tight ends for something better than what's currently available on waivers. Okay. Like, sure. I, I don't sure. know what, like maybe not probably nothing special, but even like Logan Thomas on IR, I could probably get something better than DJ Dallas. Fact. I would think. I would think. So. Yeah. It's not like I'm trying to hoard the tight ends. It's more like I would like to pursue a trade at some point. Okay. 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 Um, all right. So why don't you take a, take a couple of minutes here, go over. I know it's been a tough week. I'm trying to pick those games uh, yeah. from, from, yeah, from your, from your regular gambling sense. But uh, why don't you hit a couple of 
the games of the week, the over-unders that you like, and uh, and then I'll check back in and go over the last-minute last, last minute injury stuff before the 1 o'clock games. Okay. So, top five picks of the week. My favorite pick on the board is Atlanta minus three, minus two and a half at home against the Panthers. Panthers are ice, ice, ice cold at the moment. And and Atlanta is a team that we kind of felt for a number of years like they should be better than their record just for having Matt Ryan. Like, dude's not a bum. Okay? So, I like Panthers minus two and a half at home, win by field goal at home against a bad team. I'm in for that. Um, next pick, normally I'd like to stay away from 11-point favorites. That's scary to me, like, Got to win by more than 10 just to cover. Cool. But Cincinnati at the Jets, that, that, that seems like a lot to me. I'll go Cincinnati minus 11 at the Jets. And I'm pretty comfortable with that because of the Jets. Okay? Earlier you were highlighting the yardage leaders, right? Joe Burrow is near the top of the passing yardage leaders, right? Joe Mixon is near the top of the rushing yardage leaders. Jamar Chase is the top wide receiver in fantasy football that isn't named Cooper Cup. So Cincinnati, they've been scoring points, and the Jets have been doing very little well. So Cincinnati minus 11. Now, for the regular listeners, you may observe that I pick Detroit on the picks of the week most weeks. And actually, they cover the picks most weeks. Sometimes I'm wrong. Now, they're playing this week at home against the Eagles. Detroit has zero wins. There's been two zero-win seasons in the history of the NFL. So, they'll probably win at least once. I'm thinking it might be today against the Eagles at home. So, uh, Detroit plus three. Three-point underdogs at home against a similarly bad team. Detroit plus three at home. I like New Orleans plus four at home against Tampa. New Orleans beat Tampa twice last year. New Orleans has been winning with their defense. I think they can, you know, at least just make it an ugly game, even if Tampa beats them. New Orleans can go in there and, you know, Fucked it up a little. That's four. That's yeah, four make, solid. Make, make some noise. Make some noise at least. Yeah, that's that's four solid picks. Um, for the fifth pick, I'll take the over on Dallas at Minnesota tonight. It's uh, fifty-two is the number. Dallas has only had one game that didn't hit fifty-two. So that's something to me. Minnesota has has the personnel to be able to score a bunch of points right there with Dallas. You know, you got the questions with Dak. And, yeah, uh, that's, a big, that's a big one. That's there, a big there, one. There, there's a chance these questions aren't answered until, like, you know, seven hours from now. So that, that's troubling. But the thing is, 
I like that 52 number anyway, even if Dak doesn't play. You know, so like, that, if Dak like plays, I'm expecting a fireworks show. Both teams possibly going over 30, and we're clearing 52 easy. If, if right. Dak doesn't play, I would expect that that would allow Minnesota to have very strong control over the game. And with the personnel that they have, I would think they could score 30 to 35 in that case. And, you know, once you're at that point, what do you really need out of Cooper Rush? A couple of accidental points, boom, 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 you're over, 52, bang. Yeah, that's a, it's the accidental points. That's what's scary because they don't need that much. Exactly. They really don't. So then that would be the five picks. Some other highlights is, you know, right now with, with the DAC questions, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't, Minnesota is actually favored in that game. Yeah, that's we, were, we discussed this last night. It's, it's yeah, a little surprising. So, a little bit surprising. Yeah, I, I would I would think that the only reason Minnesota's favored there is because there, there's not been confirmation that Dak Prescott's playing today. So for me, if he's going to be questionable, and you can get Minnesota minus two and a half, take Dallas, take a risk, you know. If that if Dak plays, you're going to get your money. I would that's that's what I would say. You might not want to take that risk. That's why it didn't end up in the top five picks of the week. Yeah. But it, you know, gamblers by nature are risk takers. So maybe maybe someone wants to do that. Sure. Um, sure. sure. You know, and then but just like we talked about. Colts, Colts, Titans. The number is fifty-one. The under is probably probably safe. Sure, sure. Um, real quick, just to throw it out there, um, looking at some of the injury stuff. Swift was on the injury report, as he always lives. Um, but they did take him off of the report, so that's one fair to play. Uh, but here's a question. I know Calvin Ridley is not playing this week. He's out for personal reasons, not really sharing what. But what do you think that does to that Atlanta-Carolina game? Still good with Atlanta minus three. I'm not the guy to ask, man. Like, when we're talking about fantasy football, I'll have different answers. But what it does to the game, we're talking about spreads, things like that. It, when I look at a football game and I try to understand what's going to influence the outcome, I generally don't take wide receivers under too big consideration. I don't think they matter in life. No, but but it's the it's the deepest positional group, and when you have like the running back is the well, I guess tight end is probably the worst, but running back because there's two required with the flex, it's still a very tight group, very hard to roster when you start getting into bye weeks and injuries. Then these receivers are what matters, you know, getting six points versus seventeen points well, out of somebody well, is, yeah, is a big deal. Like, like just just try to stay in the context of the questions you asked me. What does it do to that game? Like, what does it do to your fantasy you football roster? Gauge, you think so? So who's okay? So who benefits the most 
How about I restructure the question? That's probably the best okay. thing to do. Who who benefits fantasy wise? So who? Oh, who everyone. Somebody be like possibly starting. Who benefits? Every everyone gets a boost. Pat, I mean, what 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 are they losing? Like twelve targets a game going to Calvin Ridley. So yeah, everyone gets a piece That's of that. A big number Gage. though. That's not nothing. I'm saying I'm saying Pitts, Patterson, Gage. Whoever gets on the field is now more of an option than they would have been before this injury happened. So yeah, okay. you you, right, you might be able to find you might be able to find some some cheap points playing playing your uh, playing your Falcons. Yeah, I just didn't know. I mean, like, is this is this hurting Matt Ryan? Because I I've seen a lot of. Uh, you know, start them, sit them, who to play, who's who's good. And Matt Ryan has been on the list of somebody to consider this week. Streaming options. Oh, the, no, the, to the, play. The play them? Oh, yeah. And, I, I and think then, so. And then, yeah. and then hearing, you know, that Ridley's out for personal reasons, it's just, it makes me at least think about, like, hey, is this a – is that a thing? Okay. Is that is that you know, with Ridley in, I could definitely and absolutely see – uh, you know, throwing that Ryan in if I'm dealing with an injury. You know, like I'm I'm unsure about Dak or I don't think he's going to play. Like that's a good backup quarterback. Okay. Like Matt well, Ryan's probably not rostered as your number one quarterback. But like, eh, Ridley's in. I can see Matt Ryan, but Ridley's out. I don't know. Is that is that somebody now you're yeah. looking for the waivers to say, should I play a, like a Tua or um, or – even I, you know, I don't think so. No, no, no. Well, well, because I'm kind of picturing it like this: if you were before this news, if you were finding yourself with Matt Ryan in your lineup, I'm thinking that means you don't got much else at quarterback. Maybe, maybe your main guys on bye. You know, something like that. Yeah, that's what and, like, uh, he's he's the backup, right? But do you play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you really out, does, already, that, does that affect it? No, because if if he's already in your lineup, it means your options are limited. So, like, I don't think losing Ridley is enough to go down to Tua or Jared Goff. No, I don't. If you like Tua, if you if you if you like Tua, you like Tua, but then you probably would have had him in your lineup anyway. If you if you had Matt Ryan in your lineup yesterday and now the news today scares you, I don't think a lot changes. Okay, but okay, so out of the two, if let's say these were options for you, Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. or Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan. Okay. Okay. I think there's a a lower floor, higher ceiling to Ryan. And I feel like there's a higher floor, lower ceiling to Bridgewater. And yeah. I feel like I would probably lean towards Bridgewater just to know that if, if you're in that kind of position to be concerned about your starting quarterback being done and out, I would much rather get like 18 to 20 points out of Bridgewater than hoping Matt Ryan does, you know, 25 without Ridley. So. That's why I brought up the Ridley thing. It's like that to me that 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 player missing creates a little bit of an edge towards 
some other kind of backup streamer type options. It does. It does. I mean, it it does. It might might uh, bring some additional questions. Okay. All right. Fair enough. It's, yeah. it's, it's all question marks for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I mean, I I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of Bridgewater fantasy football points wise. He's just like, eh. Yeah. I mean, he's listen. He's ranked seventeenth. And yeah. the only reason that that is is he had two bad games against the Jets and the Ravens, 11 points and eight points. Other than that, he's been doing, like, uh, his, his worst game outside of that was against Cleveland at 17 points. Everything else is 24, 25, 22, 24. I mean, he's basically – it's it's kind of a lock for 20 points unless he has some – some weird, strange game. So, I mean, again, for, for the fill-in, maybe you have a bye week, maybe you're nervous about a certain player. Uh, I don't think it's a bad streaming option. And the Matt Ryan thing could be great, but I think it's a little bit more risk-adverse. So that's, that's all. I'm just kind of throwing yeah. it out there. There may be some other guys that you could throw in with a higher floor. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan either. I'm not trying to trying to swing the league like everybody trade for this guy. That's not where we're going at all. But in a, in a pinch, that's a name that uh, I thought eh, might be might be a little bit better than nothing. And Matt Ryan falls like in the same category. But I, if I had to pick the two, I would rather the, than the high ceiling. That makes for, sense for, for this week, and I think it really depends on your position in the league too. If you're down, you're playing up against a huge matchup, you're you know like a heavy hitter or something like that. Then yes, play Matt Ryan because he's more likely to get you 30 points with a good week than Bridgewater is going to be. Like his best games have been 25 points, uh, yeah. and his worst is that you know eight. So. You know, I kind of feel like it depends on where your position is in your league. And and also, just like to bring bring in the thematic elements, right? This what's the structure of your league? You know, yeah, twelve team league. Then taking the consistent high floor guy is a good play. You got a sixteen league. You can't play for consistent, bro. You got to try to guess who might score thirty. Sure, and 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 on that note. Message us in your roster, you know. Yeah. Hit us up at Brickhouse Fantasy Radio on Instagram. You can kick us out a roster or lineup uh, recommendations that you're looking for. I mean, please hit us up. More than happy to answer those questions because uh, this is where it gets fun. It's right here. It's the middle of the season. We're starting to see trends for who's who, who's good. You know, and uh, and and then you got other guys and teams in your leagues with injuries and stuff like that. So this is this is where it gets fun. This is where it starts to show who's good at this. Yes. Right now, you know. Yes. You know, you didn't realize that some of these players uh, were on a bye week or injured, the last-minute stuff. I mean, that kind of 
it gets it gets tricky. So I'm very excited, enthusiastic, encouraged about uh, the season being what it is so far. Uh, it's it, it's been a good time. It's been a good time, and I'm very much uh, just ready to to keep going, man. This is this is the this is the time to get to uh, start kind of balling out. And who's better? Yeah. I agree. Who's on that list of uh, of, of people that uh, that are worth it? So, um, give me just a second here. Trying to pull something up. Um, right. Pushing for some callers here. Sorry, I'm shooting shooting some texts out and whatnot. Okay, okay. We're back in action. Lost you for a quick second, but back at it. All right, so what other games? What other games are you vibing and feeling? What's going on? Well, you know, Dallas versus Minnesota. I think, uh, you know, assuming Dak plays, everyone's getting their fantasy points tonight. Sure. Do you feel that there's any um, pros or cons to the Cooper versus Lamb with the matchup at Minnesota? No. Or no, no, Minnesota doesn't have any like game-changing defensive backs. Right. It's kind of. It seems like it's more middle of the pack. No. Yeah, and, and they don't have middle like any single. End. They don't have any single cover corner that you're going to say, oh, no, who's he covering? I, want, I don't want to start that guy. Like, they don't have that person. They don't have Davis White, Jalen Ramsey. Like, they, they don't have this person on their team. So, no. <laughs> Minnesota's defense be like <laughs> straight I mean, man. Maybe. I know that – uh Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter, they've been getting it going on the pass rush. But, again, just trying to keep it to the question that you asked. One receiver over the other, not really, and it's because none of their corners scare me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've been – I've been, I've just been nervous with some of the later games. Like this is – this, the, you know, the, the, the Dallas-Minnesota – game that we're talking about. This deck injury is crazy, dude. Uh, not knowing what the 8 o'clock game doesn't give you a lot of options. So it makes it a little bit rough. Agree. You know, you you're, you're really don't want to drop somebody, you know, for Cooper Rush. Mm-mm. Daniel Jones. And there's not a ton of options. Right, there's not, there's not a ton of options to go with. So at a certain point, do you just bail on Dak for this week? I mean, I, I don't want to do that. He's too good. But I, I kind of feel like that's that's what's on deck and in line for, for this week. I kind of feel like well, when you're dealing with so many games at one and four, uh, you, you really don't have a lot of options. Unless you're in a shallow league, you don't have a ton of options. So I kind of feel like it might be smart to bail on Dak this week with the calf injury. Well, you have Dak. Like, what what other options do you have? Teddy B? Teddy B. Teddy B. Um, actually, 
I almost did it, um, but I thought about playing Wentz this week in that league. Wentz, Wentz could be an, uh, an option. I think that's a better play than Bridgewater. I do too. It's, it, well, again, same like floor ceiling conversation. Yeah. I think Bridgewater is a much safer pick. They're playing Washington. Right. So I like Bridgewater for like I don't think he's gonna screw it up. I don't think he's gonna throw two or three interceptions. I don't I think it's gonna be slow paced for this guy. I think he's gonna have opportunities and someone like Wentz He's played so good over the last three games. Yes, that's why I'm attracted or interested in playing him. But the fact that <laughs> the fact that he's had so many weird like ups and downs, um, like bad games, the injury stuff, it's 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 much more prevalent than a Teddy Bridgewater. So mm-hmm. you're either getting 30 points or 13 out of Wentz today. So yeah, if I was chasing somebody. Which I, I am a little bit. I am a little bit. Uh, I'm chasing some points. I had a bad week. I, I was playing Kyler Murray in this two-quarterback league, and he had the worst game of his career that I can remember or think of. But, um, yeah, so I, I'm a little bit stuck. Do you play Dak? Of course. Every time I've thought, don't play Dak, he ends up putting up points. But the calf injury is a little weird and kind of feels like one of those things I should consider. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little torn. I mean, the, the, the bridge, Sunday the consistency night. of Bridgewater and the upside of Wentz. I mean, here here's the thing. Like, now we're getting, like, speaking to your team specifically now. We're in a six-team league, and you got to play two quarterbacks. You played Murray. It was kind of a dud. And... That combined with the Prescott problems that you're having might be enough reason to just leave it alone. Like, don't mortgage your future. Drop anyone that <laughs> might be don't like by dropping someone that could be used later to fix your DAC problems now. Like, maybe that's maybe that's part of the answer. Just just uh, chalk it up as a loss. And move on. I mean, the, the whole league is four and three anyway. Like, we can do. So, I'm, just, I'm fighting. I'm currently fighting for first, and I'm down by like five points. And so right now, in my head, the Bridgewater versus Wentz play conversation has to do with I would much rather stay close in numbers than than blow it on a gamble. That's that. That's just my position in the league, and I think if you're like at the bottom of the league, like you're you're if it's a six, eight, ten team, and you're towards the bottom, and you're 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 kind of dealing with those gambles. Then I think those are the times you kind of go a, a little heavy on the risk to try to make up some of those points. But yep. I don't want to lose them, and I don't think Bridgewater is going to lose them for me against Washington. How about how about them apples? No, the so what I think matters. Yeah, it does. It does. To me, it does. It does. So I, I'd much rather, even if Bridgewater gets 17 and Wentz has a bad day and ends up with 12, I don't see that happening, but I'm, I'm just trying to hedge the bet. To me, I think Bridgewater is going to get me that 16 to 20 
almost no matter what against the matchup. And knowing that I could at least stay close, you know, in points. Uh, so maybe next week I get a better matchup. Next week, Dak's off the injury report. Next week, somebody else is off the injury. You know what I mean? That that kind of thing. I, I really like the hedging the bet there. When you're when you're close, when you're in your top, maybe your top four, top five, and you're close in points, and the uh, rankings could shift. Yeah, I think it's a little bit better to stay safe and just get your points. Whether it's a win or a loss, yes, that may change your rankings, but staying close in points is a little more important, I think, at this point in the season. That because uh, we're, it's not too late. We're we're at the we're at the early end of the half of the season, and uh, it buys you another week to stay close and competitive. You know, one win might make the difference but uh, for, for your rankings, but, but those points, they matter, man. They matter. So, Yeah, I mean, that, that's actually a side of it I didn't think of. You're almost not even playing the weekly matchup. You're playing the tiebreaker. Yeah, because if right now he could have a monster week, right? You know, the number yeah. one guy or number two guys. Like, any, it doesn't matter what position. If you're in the top end of your league at this point in the season, then yeah, uh, yeah, one win or loss isn't going to matter as much as the points. It, that that's true. I mean, even like in that league, I mean, losers are scoring 160 points weekly. Sure, sure, but even think about it, if it's not uh, like a shallow league like this, if it's something you're in a 12-team league with 20 roster spots and you're down by less than five points, which I am for, I believe, like fourth or fifth position in our 12-team league, okay? Mm -hmm. So Quest is above me by, I'm just going to call it five it's all right. Okay. Yeah, like it, it's a, it's a, it's a. Well, I mean, you can still beat him, but him putting up points still hurts me. So at this point, I'm trying to kind of keep up and say, hey, listen, where, where can I avoid some risk and just verify that I that I'm I'm gonna get some points in there, you know? Right. That to me, that's for the middle of the season. That that type of play is important. If you're first in your league or last in your league, this may not apply to you. But if you're anywhere in between, you know, sometimes saying, listen, I'm a little less worried about the win this week and making sure I keep up with some points is good. If you're not in that position, then fine, yeah, go, just go whatever it takes to win it. But if you're kind of out of that mix, which we have, we've both been in the last couple of weeks, you know, you're, you're yeah. really not, you're not in it with the amount of injuries or bye weeks. And so you kind of play the best that you got just to keep the points up. And those points are going to make the difference. And you and I have in the past, we've gotten the same record and with a decimal, you know, with a percentage of a point, we've tied at points four. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. It's happening. That's, so, yeah, I mean, did, didn't I beat you in the playoffs by a tenth of a point in a two-week matchup? Isn't that what happened? Uh, Yeah, I think I think it was, like, just shy of two-tenths of a point. But, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's enough, and that's where, okay. Over two so, weeks. Over two weeks. Exactly. 
and and separated by less than two tenths of a point. Like that's yeah, it's like that. Go playoffs. So this week, I feel like the 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 fill-ins. It's that. It's it's get your points. Just get your points. Don't be down. Uh, and and this way, when when the matchup comes up, you're done with bye weeks. Everybody's healthy. Then yeah, you make up a win or two, and uh, and you're still ahead on the points side. So just something I've been thinking about with some close some close rankings in in our fantasy leagues. So okay, man, where are the callers at? Callers, I know you hear me. Yep, call in. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, we need that. We need that. We need this. Call a bunch of the mojo. <laughs> Dude, this has been great. No, yeah, it's fucking been great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess maybe the listeners don't know. I mean, I, I do this twisted thing where I say mean things to my friends, and for some reason they don't get mad at me. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> huh. I take it easy on the commissioner, you know, since we're out in public. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. The commish. Hmm. So, all right, wait. I got I've got some other stuff here. I'm trying to like I'm trying to decide what what order I wanted to hit it. But um We got the Mark Ingram. I think that that's like, you know, I'd like to oh, remind yeah, the, I'd like to remind the fantasy playing public, you know what Mark Ingram was on the Saints a few years ago. Like, there, there is optimism that he could become that once again. You know, people, yeah, people doesn't seem like, based on, I mean, he was productive in Baltimore. Yeah. And he was actually still getting a lot of volume and love in Houston. Yeah. But their team and line was so bad, there really wasn't much of fantasy production. I mean, he was averaging like four to eight points a week and that's not something you really want to play but that same that same even less production with a better O line in New Orleans I think is a huge uptick. I've I was listening to um the ESPN's Matthew Barry talking about how Mark Ingram's trade to New Orleans was eh it doesn't really matter. Huh. Kamara's getting 23 touches per game. Okay. Thinking, We're halfway through the season. Like, listen, this is a guy who's smart. Like, he knows mm-hmm. fantasy football. And so is there an immediate impact for your fantasy team because you decided to hold on to or you decided to pick up Mark Ingram? No. But 23 touches, you know, for Kamara, is that something sustainable for a guy who's not built like Derrick Henry? You know, at what point do we decide that, like, he might need some help and Ty Montgomery being hurt and, like, you know, some of these other guys, you know, just not – they're not worth it. They're not worth it. I think Montgomery – I mean, uh, coming back and he's coming back to the same system. You brought this up last night. Yeah. Is it's not like a brand-new offensive coordinator and a new team and a new everything. Well, the OC is different. So, yeah, but the OC is the head coach. We all know this, right? Like, like, like that's that's his team. That's Sean Payton's team, and the OC is his minion. 
That, yeah, this is true. But I'm just sure. saying, there's a lot of he's coming back to something he's familiar with, and there was a great one-two punch with them. I liked them together. Uh, I had been a long-time roster of Alvin Kamara, and the fact that like he is that good of a back that could play every and any down is not something you want to force all the time because you want to keep him around. You want to make him available for the playoffs. You want him later on in the season to kind of make sure that you've got that. And Ingram was a great yeah, reliever yeah. of some of that tension. And you brought this up too, and I thought it was fun. Is They didn't use Ingram at like in the, it, the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. It wasn't like, ah, oh, just sit him so he's done for the day. That's not how he was used. No, he no. Was, he was, like, he was oh, integrated oh, into the oh, offense yep. throughout the game, yep. and he was productive. He's been yep. – uh, it was one of those teams where they could do both the thousand yard rushers. And I know that that's not going to happen right now for Ingram coming in this slate, but, but, but I could, think he, could he, he still could put up viable fantasy numbers. I, I mean, uh, I, I expect him to like when I hear smart people like Matt Barry say, it's not the biggest deal in the world. I'm inferring that a person saying that believes Mark Ingram is washed. Okay. Well, I think it's just I, I think it's more that 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 Kamara is being so productive. Yeah, but if you go that, back, that it doesn't it, look like it, he it, needs somebody. But that's no, not how I feel about this. Situation. He doesn't need it. But I'm just saying the reason I would infer that he believes Mark Ingram is washed is because if you go back and look at what the numbers were, like Kamara was still a top three fantasy running back, and Mark Ingram was a top twenty fantasy running back. Coexisting. Yeah, like top fifteen, almost top fifteen. Yeah, yes, right. Like that's what, exactly. I was about to say to top fifteen, and I decided to go conservative with it. So yeah, yeah, somewhere in there, somewhere yeah. anywhere, actually anywhere, and even you know what? Even if you pushed it out to top twenty-five, yeah, yeah. it's still well, worth a damn that, when, that, you're, when that, you got when you that's need help. That's that's why I'm saying this. Like I don't I don't believe that a smart person like Matt Barry would ignore Mark Ingram for the reason that Kamara is very good. Like, the reason would have to be you believe Ingram is washed because we've already seen Kamara is very good and Ingram can still score fantasy points. Yeah. So, like, if you believe that he's damaged goods, okay. I mean, I guess that's a fair opinion. He's been around a little while. But if you think that body can still move, you got to be expecting fantasy points there. Agreed. Like, Agreed. like, like he hasn't different. showed signs of like complete deterioration. He's no, he's not. Like, he really hasn't. Like he's now, the had, last he's before, been a bad scheme. The last time that he's been, you know, fortunate enough to participate at full health with a proper workload was two years ago. Okay. Sure. But, but you got to remember that in that system, he played with the MVP. The, the rushing leader and passing leader of the league, Lamar Jackson, right? And he's, and he's still a top 15 back. Right, right. Like, where, where, where is the, the concern here? I, I don't see it. Like, it's even, it's even like a unique midseason addition in the sense that he might score 12 points today. Like, the dude got that, traded. It, 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 right, and right, <laughs> that's, 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 and that's where I was so torn up about hearing certain people saying, like, 
no, it doesn't matter. This isn't helping his fantasy value. This is, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. Kamara is doing just fine without him. But yeah, sure. they've done so well. They've complemented each other so well. It seems like they get along. I mean, I feel like it's genuinely compliments. Uh, Ingram doesn't have to hold the show. He doesn't have to, like, carry the team because I don't think he is that type of back. Right. Uh, but in a, in, a, in a scheme or a system in Baltimore where it's just rush heavy, like, there's, there's like, three or four guys that were all rushing like bosses. Yeah. And he was just one of them. Like, okay, cool. That's the setup for that team. Yeah, but with with New Orleans, with a great line, you know, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks you get Thomas back or something. But uh, you're just you're just hoping you're hoping that uh, Ingram relieves Kamara on a couple of second downs and ends up with eight yard carries. I mean, it makes you me know, feel, just, it makes me feel like I'm a history nerd, right? <laughs> like like yeah. like people that sure. like history, what do we tell the other people? You want to study history because if you see where you've been, it might show you where you're going. Sure. Where sure. has Mark Ingram been in life? Productive. With the Saints. With Alvin yeah. Kamara. With Sean Payton. Yep. With Sean with, Payton. That, with that not Kamara. Sean Payton. Payton. Yeah. Yeah. With that yeah. offensive line. Yep. If he's been there in yeah. life, why can't he get there up that, how the Saints are one of those teams, kind of like the Bucks, that stays retaining players, and it's it it doesn't have to necessarily equate to like an NFL win, but from a fantasy perspective, I think there's a huge boost for Ingram, even if he if his his touches and overall production goes down from where it was with either the Ravens or the Texans, his production could go down and it could still be more viable as a fantasy play because of the Saints line and Kamara. Yeah. So. I, I, Matt Berry is one of the experts that I really stand by and pay attention to his opinions, but I'm, I'm thinking I don't see it your way today, bro. Yeah, not, I mean, if if all of a sudden if we got through two to three games, because it's not like it's not like the system's changed that much. It's not like Ingram needs like oh he needs time. To no, just no, he does no, not. Look, he's just stepping right back in. No. And he knows the deal. So yeah, I mean, like for right now, it'd have to be a couple of bad bad weeks where yeah. there's almost no touches. Yeah, you know, no looks. He was still catching passes too, even though. Yeah. Tomorrow was kind of slated as more of the pass catching back. But but you're still, right. Like it, they, it felt like the same thing. They were catching the same amount of targets. They were the same yeah. amount of touches. Tomorrow yeah. maybe a slightly more effective. Uh, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, like yards. But, yard, but yard Ingram is still complete. Dude, when he's he's gonna still rush for, for from from here on out. He still. I bet you he still ends up with. I don't know, five to seven hundred yards. I mean, yeah, think about it. I mean, the Saints are 4-2. and two. That means they have 11 games remaining. Like, you you don't think – yeah, exactly. You don't think he can touch 700 yards in 11 games? I think he can. I think he can. Yeah. Maybe and four it's not a bias because I, I drafted him and stashed him this whole time he's been on a crappy Texans team. It's more because I think he was just 
that good of a back in this good of a system. I, I agree. Like, I, I think it's big news, like, for, for fantasy players. I don't know. Is this okay? So now let me let's 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 tie this into usable information. Okay. Okay. So I got Mark Ingram. He's sitting on the bench. He's not somebody that I, I really can't pull out like a, a starter at the moment. Uh, no. If I'm if I'm stuck with a buy or some injuries, yes, he could fill in a flex type of play. Yeah. But right now it's it's too fresh. It's too new. But yeah. One game. Let's say today he has. 10 points. Okay. okay. Eight, eight, eight to 10. Let's just call it nine points. Nine points. Doesn't break double digits. Nine points. Is there any trade value? Can you, is there anybody, is this something that like maybe somebody who's rostered yeah. Kamara might yeah. be willing to take on? Or is this I, something I, that I, somebody's hurting at running back? I might come to you. I might offer you Logan Thomas. Okay, and somebody, yeah, see, somebody hurting at the tight end position. That's that's a yeah, that's a good, that's a that's a, that's a much better yeah. trade. And and like, if you wanted to to negotiate and ask for something better than Logan Thomas, I wouldn't hang up the phone on you. Okay, I mean, this is interesting because this is a player that went from pretty much no value whatsoever, and why are you rostering him to like possibly getting a I was on the phone with someone else, and while I was on the phone, I started looking in my fantasy app like, man, I don't think he dropped him, but let me check just in case. Okay. As soon as I heard the news. Yeah, I, I, was, I was sitting and watching it all excited. Yeah. Because I knew it, I didn't it, have to go yeah. anywhere to look. I just had him. No, yep. To me, to me, it's a, it's very important information, and in, in, at least for me, like I I consider him a buy low target. Like his price will go up. That that's my full expectation. Whatever price I can get him at now, starting about five hours from now, the price goes up. That's what I expect. That being said, that being Does said, Mark Ingram do good this week? Come on, man. This is this is a big question. I mean, with yeah, with that being said, do you want Logan Thomas? If I wait five for... hours to ask you, you're going to ask me for Dalton Schultz. So yeah. let, let, yeah. let's get it going right now. Come on, let's get no. you. <laughs> <laughs> for the same reason, I'm going to say we should probably wait this one out. Or we should end the show early and then sit and really unpack this. <laughs> that is, it's enticing. It's enticing. Um, that's what I wanted to know. Does Mark Ingram have trade value? And that's somebody where some leagues he might be available because Texans were hey, doing bad. Hey, if there's anyone outside the brick house listening, listen to this right here right now. Add Mark Ingram if he's available, people. Yeah, and I think I, I want to say he is rostered in a decent amount of leagues um, because he was kind of slated to be the main back in Houston. But because Houston's been so bad, I feel like people – he has been like a drop candidate, you know. So, yeah, at least go check it out. Uh, not a bad play. He could end up 
uh, getting you your eight to ten points a week for um, yeah. like an RB, not really RB, I mean like low end RB two, like great flex play, I think. Uh, when it comes to these weeks that you're you're a little stuck. But, yeah, yeah, man. I, I I do I I do think it's interesting. It's one it's 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 a matchup, or not a matchup, but a duo to watch. You know, over the next week or two, we're gonna know real yeah. quick. And if he, I mean, he's just a, he's yeah, just a backup plan, or if he's gonna be reintegrated in the way he was before. And yeah. both guys can 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 because it, it takes a small hit. Like Kamara takes a, a little bit of a hit uh, with some of the goal line touches, but not really because the health wise, really. I feel like he stays faster when and, he doesn't have to go in between his tackles every and, single play. And like Kamara, like they he even like it was such a dynamic system that they didn't even split it up. Like if this guy's name, we're going to run this type of a play. No, no, they play like the same that. fucking play. They just it yeah. players. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't have to worry about. It. Like Kamara got goal line carries with Ingram on the sideline. When Ingram and Kamara first started, I really thought Kamara was just gonna hit the pass catching stuff, and they were just gonna use Ingram for that. Like I need two yards, so just smash mm-hmm. it through. And it was funny. The moment they started playing, I'm pretty sure like the first couple of plays, Kamara went through the tackles. And they passed it to Ingram towards the outside for a gain of five or six, you know. So yeah, it, was, I mean, it was like like the roles were reversed, and and then all of a sudden it was the opposite the next play or or the next series. So yeah, I I, I do think that Ingram has a little bit of an uptick here. So yeah, pick him up, pick him up. I mean, Mark Ingram, he he's a fascinating study. Like if people remember back far enough. You might recall Mark Ingram was like kind of a slow starter in his NFL career. Like he was drafted in the first round, big time guy from Alabama, and the Saints kind of used him as a platoon. Like they had Darren Sproles and Reggie Bush and I don't know who else. Oh wow, wow. yeah, wow, right? this is like this is a throwback. Yeah, but I'm yeah, saying I mean, like like Mark Ingram's career didn't even really take off. About this. Wow. His career didn't even really take off until they added Kamara. Hmm. Think about that. Wow. Like, he was like a yeah. super platoon guy. So, like, I just really don't see either of them limiting the other's potential. Like, I, I don't – I don't. like, the, the only downside here I can really predict as being a possibility is if Mark Ingram is washed. But even that, like, he's a low-mileage veteran. Like, right, he's always been on a squad with – Somebody else that's yeah, like like remember Derrick Henry and the curse of three seventy. Like Mark Ingram's not trending in that territory anytime soon. No, no, no. Also, we know we know that he's tough as hell because he's from America's greatest city. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing it out there. I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just saying. Like if if he's from there, he's got to be tough. Got to be tough. Be giving, no, they're, that's, they're, that's one yeah. thing I don't think anybody can say, whether you think fantasy production is there or not. I don't think anyone can touch on he's tough. No, no, no. He's coming. I think, he's coming. I think behind this line right now, no. I think there is, there is potential for not huge high ceiling stuff, but 
but for for some fantasy relevance, I, I'll give it a week or two before I'm before I confirm. But I, I really think that he's in line for for decent fantasy points. So. Yep, I I see him as a buy low trade candidate. And you know, I, I think Tampa has been pretty successful limiting the run. Sure, and that's why I said, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to call it just this week. Yeah. You know, I feel like I I need to see two to three weeks first before yeah. I'm willing to count him out, if you will. Right. But not 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 that many weeks before you're willing to trade him for Logan Thomas, right? No, correct, correct. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to call it real quick. I'm gonna take this. Caller! I believe it is the champ. The champ. Oh, the champ is here. Yeah, he is. He is. Good morning. Well, good afternoon. Happy Sunday. Happy Halloween. And welcome to the Brickhouse Fantasy Radio. Okay. Have you been listening all morning, champ? No, he's not. Uh, not not all morning. But, um, Get the coffee. I, uh, Get the coffee. I got the milk. milk. Got the protein shake on deck, you know. Um, but yeah, I caught I caught a little bit of it, the little, little Mark Ingram, okay, combo and stuff. It's pretty um, pretty uh, intriguing, you know. Especially that I have Kamara, so um, yeah, we don't yeah, want to. So see what do you want to like deal? That. What do you want to deal for it? What do you think is worth it? Because he he could be a flex play and uh, like a perfect handcuff in the system with the line. <laughs> what do you want for it? Come on. What do you, what do you got? What do you what do you want uh, to sell, bro? Well, me having Kamara, I I kind of hope he's washed. You know. Um, Get out of here. Uh, you know. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But yeah, I think it'll keep it'll keep Kamara a little fresher. Um, I think yeah, so, he does so, have a little so value. Don't you think it keeps Kamara? Kamara instead of Kamara scoring twenty eight, he scores twenty three. But he can do that for longer in the season. Isn't that isn't there value in that? Um, I mean, see, Kamara's not an injury prone back. You know what I'm saying? Like, he may have had a little dinks here and there, but for the most part, for his career, he's been a pretty healthy back. You know what I'm saying? Um, but to answer your question, um, yeah, I think it is it is a little worth it to, to extend him 23 points, you know, as far as having a big game one week and then, like, 12 points the next. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, right. I, I do agree with you with that. I I do agree with you with that. Um, yeah, we were it we won't were be consistent. Kamara is one of I my favorite Ingram, players to watch, dude. And but yeah, I don't yeah, want to see him get burned out. Likewise, I mean, likewise. But but like Ingram, as far as rostering him, I I don't know if you're gonna get that consistent like ten points. You know what I'm saying? That's worth a roster spot, to be honest. He he might score a touchdown too, but but as we see throughout the season, like goal line stuff like that, 
you see a lot of uh, Tyson Hill in the mix. You know what I'm saying? Getting some of those goal line goal line touches. So Jason I don't Hill, really Jason much... Hill's injured right now. He's at, yeah. Oh, he is. Right he now. is. He is. That's yep. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so, is, okay, I, so I, I, actually I just took that out back. This morning I, and I was listening back. to something. So. Yeah. So I take that, that back. News to me. For, yeah. the, for, for right now, since he's injured, maybe he is worth that. Because he's definitely going to get some some touches, just like y'all, y'all mentioned. Um, he's familiar with the system. New Orleans is where he had his most productive years. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he's, he's going to be a playing play either, guy. You know? And I, like, again, for this week, I'm not going to be upset with anybody for telling me that they're uncomfortable with starting Ingram this week. Like, no, for sure. But it's Tampa. going forward, like, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we're still going to hit a few more bye weeks, right? Yeah. And who knows, you know, what injuries we're dealing with after, you know, this week's games. So I feel like next week, the week after week nine, week ten, yeah, I feel like he's he's one of those guys you could drop into your flex and at least know you're going to get a few points. It's not – I agree – um, it's not going to be huge numbers or anything like that, uh, especially coming in mid-season after being gone for it's been a little bit. It's been a couple of years, so I, I get it. But you know, DC has brought up that like you know it's it's the same group of guys. You know, a lot of player retention, uh, a good line, and even when Kamara has been productive. Ingram has found his little place to, to snag some points. So I just think it's it's one of those where there is value there. Um, and it, it, it's team dependent, obviously. But I still see him yep. being able to get you eight to, those 8 to 10 points on a week-to-week from whether it be a, a few catches, so catches the ball, or maybe just a few yards, you know, like, oh, He's got 55 yards and no touchdowns. Well, it's still five, five and a half points. And then two catches, you know, in a full PPR. So you're looking at seven and a half. There's your almost eight, eight points. Right there. Points ten right there. Yeah. And that's not a, it's not a good game, you know, when it comes to fantasy by any stretch. But if you're stuck and you need the points, yeah, I feel like that's, that's, that's his floor. I mean, look, I mean if, you, if you need the points, then – Okay, I mean, I I get and, it. I'm just, just like you said, yeah. don't don't expect nothing crazy. If you get if you get over ten a game, yeah, consider yourself a super win. You know, what I'm saying if he yeah. if he if he scores like a a one yard or two yard or whatever, you know, um, consider yourself a big win right there. Sure, I play him. I mean, I, I'm hurting for running backs. This week I'm playing Boston Scott. Next week I'll probably play Latavius Murray. I mean, I, I'm very interested in having Mark Ingram right now. Well, you know who has him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy, the guy, the guy that's short of tight ends. That's who. Well, mm-hmm. Anyways, um. <laughs> um, so I have a fantasy question for y'all. Well, not y'all, really, DC. Um, Go on. I don't. Okay. I don't need. I don't need other guys' advice for this one. Um, 
okay. I don't I don't want none of your advice, guy. Okay. All right. So, I'm, um, all right. So, yeah. Zip it. I'm zipping it. DC. Um, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, Miles Gaskin, or Devontae Booker. How many do I get to pick? One. It's got to be down to the first two. It's got to be down to Higgins and Pittman. No Booker against KC? I'm I'm pretty comfortable believing Booker can't play. He played. Wow. I mean, yeah. well, you do realize <laughs> since the Dallas game, um, 20.8, 10.9, 14.6. I, I'm I'm aware. I'm best three games of his career. That's what I'm saying. Like that, I I know he wasn't. He's on fire. To, he wasn't supposed to speak, <laughs> but he did say, say something very relevant. Like that might be the best three games the guy's ever had. So even against a weak KC team, you don't think those best three games will be his best four games? It could be. It could be, but, I mean, generally when we're looking at flexes, I favor receivers. So that that's part of it. Like, there, there's definitely a higher ceiling. Because um, we're talking about and backups. Pittman, and with Pittman, T.Y. Hilton is going to play today, if I'm not mistaken. T.Y. Hilton is like, you and me might be the only people that still think he's relevant, bro. I mean, he just came off an injury. Like, you got to give him – like, he, he got some work his first his first go-round when he came back. You know what I'm saying? And against Is Tennessee, they're not – no, he's active today. He's active today. Mm-hmm. They're playing Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't got much in the, in the defensive back department, do they? No, no. No. They're 30 and, seconds and they, against receivers. Yeah. They, 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 well, they're pretty weak in the pass rush. And they don't have any, like, oh, man, this guy's going to lock and trail like a motherfucker, do that. They don't have either of those. So, I mean, and then even I, I would look at Pittman because of that. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Um, but if you look at Higgins, been getting Buffalo, the target. Like, so Higg- Higgins, Higgins' number of catches is not reflective of his number of targets. So, I, I would think at some point. There might be some uh, upward regression, like the yardage is going to match the targets at some point. I I would expect for Higgins. Like even well, I mean, with all they the got fire- they got they got weapons over there, so it's like with all with all yeah. the fireworks they have, Higgins is their most targeted receiver. Hmm. It, it, it hasn't been. It hasn't been reflected in the points. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, but like, he's getting, like, it's just as far as number of passes thrown to him. Yeah, he's getting more love than Jamar Chase. Yeah, you're you're right. He he has 15 targets at a game where Jamar Chase went over 200. He had 15 targets. So you see what I'm saying? All right, listen. I, I I've stayed quiet. I've stayed quiet long enough. What do you want? Nope. What do you want? Nope. nope. 
I don't I don't care that we're playing against each other this week. I don't I don't even care. <laughs> Alright, so <laughs> got that Kelby giggle. Um listen, T Higgins with fifteen first of all, it's been a little bit since he's had that many targets. Jamar Chase is the boss. Okay? Yeah. And I yeah. feel like well, I mean, the reason targets. Jamar Chase is going to be productive is because Burrow is going to try to distribute it someplace else so that he doesn't draw a double and triple team consistently. Okay? Yeah. Yeah? So this is a play. That's This is this is strategy from the Bengals, is dump it off to somebody who is fully capable of catching the ball. I do like Higgins. Uh, but... Wentz has been playing really good. I think Pittman. There's no Gaskins. Gaskins is. I think. You, I think. Yeah. If I'm wrong, but you brought up Gaskins as one of the options. Gaskins is out. Yeah. Well, he, he, they're playing he's Buffalo, done. so I understand that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Matchup. Yep. No. Yep. And if he has yep. a bad game, I don't even feel bad telling you, don't play him. Nope. Playing Buffalo, number one defense. Yeah. No. Yep. No. Agree. T. Higgins is a play. Um, I really do think that uh, the amount of targets, like you're saying, uh, it is viable for a flex. Uh, but I think that Wentz has been on a little bit of a heater. He, yeah, I agree. I agree. And and also, yeah, no, like, I, Pittman, Pittman gets the heavy targets as well. He does. I like so, when you're he talking was the about one Higgins, that I, that I started anyway, that put on my line. Yeah. I just wanted. Like, to, I just yeah. wanted to see what what y'all thought about the other ones. But yeah, he was already. I know, the I didn't one want to see what I thought about it. No, no, you wanted to see what no, you I thought didn't. about it. Yeah, you're so right. You to, yeah, he's, you're right. He's telling you targets going someplace else. Yes, listen, T. Higgins. I bet you he has nine to ten targets. So if you didn't yeah. have the two guys, then yes, play Higgins. But Pittman was in my lineup. I just wanted to, to see what and, DC had to say. Not too much you. Pittman yeah. Pit gets, gets heavy targets as well. So, I, like, really, I, I would think Pittman and Higgins are kind of in the same tier of fantasy receivers, where they're, like, they're both high-volume target guys that aren't super flashy names. The only reason he yeah. has a leg to stand on about playing Higgins uh, over Pittman is that it's the Jets. So but I, I, never I see said why play he's Higgins. thinking about it. I never said play Higgins but the, over but the Jets. But the Jets, no, as I much said as why they, they suck. Why the champ is, is – As oh, much as is, the Jets hey. suck, they're third, they're third in, um, against receivers. So, like – Right, but where is, that, where is that attention going to go? Where is that attention going to go to on defense? They're gonna yeah, you're right, Chase. Chase. Yeah, definitely. But they're going to reach out. But I said they they got they got weapons over there. They got guys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other buddies not too bad. What's his name? Uzoma. Boyd. CJ Uzoma. Oh, oh. He's Boyd. Uzoma. Also, yeah, right? yes. That's yeah, boy too. He's but his his volume is lower. But when it comes to the deeps, like he's he's one of those deeper tight ends. Uh, he, 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 he catches a lot of passes, like, between 8 yards and, like, 18 yards. 
whereas a lot of tight ends do that, you know, you know, two to two to ten yard passes. He seems like he seems like a little bit of a deeper threat. I don't know. I was I I think I think the Pitman is the better option, even though we're playing against each other. You know what? Never mind. Play Gaskin. <laughs> Do me a favor. Uh, <laughs> you funny one. Play Gaskins. If you, yeah, because you don't want my advice anyway. So funny like, guy. if I have to throw out some forced advice, play Gaskins. He's the win for you this week. Funny guy you are. Funny guy. All right, boys. Well, listen, it's been a beautiful week. Camp, thank you for calling in. Um, it, it's about that time where we got to start prepping for our fantasy lineups. Yep. Yep. You know, we got, we got, we got, we got 10 minutes and, uh, it's, it's, that's, that's not a lot of time. That's not a lot of time. So thank you very much. Brickhouse fantasy radio, uh, find us on Intune, Apple, Google podcast, or iHeartRadio If you want to search the IFM Radio Nation. Uh, please feel free if you got any questions. Hit us up on uh, Instagram at Brickhouse Fantasy Radio, and we're going to be continuing to do this on Sundays at 11 a.m. Uh, just uh, appreciate everybody who's listening, and and thank you for for calling in, uh, Champ. You're the man, dude. Thank you. I appreciate. No you. problem, man. Go Heat. <laughs> go heat. Alright, I'm back to throwing out like good job Michigan State. <laughs> so, okay. Sorry, DC. Alright. Yeah, um, but um y'all take care, man. Hey, thank you, man. It's all for you. Alright, good job uh, today, you guys. Yeah, another successful show. Uh Brickhouse Fantasy Radio episode seven. Uh, it's another good one, man. I'm very, very excited, very happy about what's been going on. And uh, thank you for another fantastic week. Do you think we owe the public an apology for not being spooky enough? Uh, absolutely not. I think uh, I think our specific public that's listening to this <laughs> is probably not trick-or-treating. So happy Halloween to everybody uh Again, search ISM Radio Nation. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Radio. We just thank you guys and uh, look forward to next week. And uh, we'll go over some recaps. But thanks, man. Have a great right, week. Let's watch some football. Football time. Peace.